to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, Christine. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Um, I just want everyone to know my beautiful, talented, intelligent friend, Christine, is joining us, and I'm so grateful to have her here on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So a few weeks ago, I was on Christine's podcast, and today she is sharing all of her wisdom with me, And but she has to deal with all of my questions because this is my most, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here and get to ask you all these questions because I live for this, And but why don't you tell everyone what it is that you do and how you help people? Yeah, so I am a transformational mindset expert and master success coach. And what I do is help people, particularly women in the wellness fields, entrepreneurs, to step into their most powerful self, attract more abundance and the things they want in their life. And for those who are in business, I help them create high value offers so that they can thrive in life and in business. So I, I love helping people to understand and appreciate how amazing they already are. I really work from the, from the place that we are not broken. There's nothing that needs to be fixed, that we are fully capable, worthy. We're good enough. We, we are amazing. And it's simply that maybe we've been operating from belief structures ideas, identities, values, um, society structures that just haven't been working for us. Mm -hmm. And when we can break down the things that haven't been working and rebuild things that will work for us, we really can be unstoppable. We can completely create the life and the business that we want. Okay, so this is why I love you. I can't believe you're my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Of knowledge and like, I just get so lit up by this. I want to start with something that you said, identity and beliefs. So you, you work with female entrepreneurs. So I know with women and with entrepreneurs, there might be um, different things that hold you back from walking towards what it is that you want. Can, can you maybe unpack beliefs versus identity? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I always say that becoming an entrepreneur is like ripping off a Band-Aid you didn't know you were wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Like suddenly there's all these things that come to the surface that maybe you didn't didn't have the opportunity to, to work through or to see before. But becoming an entrepreneur, it's so outside of, for most of us, what's familiar to us that when we step out of side, outside of what's familiar, there's a lot of fear there and there's a lot of uncertainty. We aren't very confident. And so for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's the, for a lot of women, it's that step into entrepreneurship that really is their catalyst to personal growth because they understand that in order to be successful in their business, they got to work through this stuff. 
And the two things that I see most people needing to, to, to work with is their belief structures and their identity. So our identity is really the, the deepest layer of who we are. And you can think very simply of identity as anything that comes after the words, I am, or I am not. Okay. Right? So we identify ourselves in a lot of different ways. Like I am an entrepreneur. I am a mindset expert. I am a sister. I am an aunt. I am not a mom. Okay. Right. There's ways I'm a runner. I'm a yogi. I am, you know, I'm a vegetarian. Like there's all these ways that we identify ourselves. Even go into like emotions, like I'm a confident person or I'm not a confident person or I'm an extrovert. I'm shy. I'm you know, anything that comes after the words I am or I am not, it's very, they're very, very powerful words because from that identity, we then create our values, our beliefs, and that's the place where our actions come from as well. So if I'm someone who identifies as a healthy person, mm-hmm. right, that means that I'm going to value healthy eating, I'm going to value exercising. I won't smoke, right? And so my identity is at the top. I'm a healthy person. And then my values, what's important to me, align with that. And then my beliefs align with that. So if my identity is a healthy person, then I probably have a belief structure that health, healthy living is important. Mm-hmm. That, you know, eating certain ways leads to more longevity. That having a healthy body is part of having a healthy business, right? So it, it, it really informs our beliefs. Okay. And then that informs our behaviors. So if I identify as a healthy person, then I buy the vegetables at the store. I go for a walk every day. I drink enough water. I, I engage in the daily habits and behaviors that align with that identity. So when we're wanting to make a shift in our lives, it's easiest to start at the level of identity. Okay. If you shift to, I'm a healthy person, then it becomes easier to value healthy eating and exercising, to believe that it's important, and then to take the action of actually going to the gym. Most people do it the other way around. They start with the behavior. They go and join the gym thinking, well, if I just go every day, then I'll eventually get healthy. But if they haven't shifted their identity, if they go to the gym every day, but they still have an identity of an unwell person, of a sick person, of, a, um, of someone who's like family isn't, you know, everyone in my family is not healthy, so I'm not going to be either. This has never been easy for me, or I'm well, not I've an tried, athlete. I've tried every diet. This doesn't work for anyone. Right. That it doesn't, kind of thing? Um, or if they say things like, well, I'm not an athlete. Oh, I used to say Now that. their identity <laughs> is that I'm not an athlete. So now going to the gym or I'm not athletic or mm-hmm. I'm not coordinated, I'm not flexible, whatever they're saying to themselves is part of their identity. If they haven't shifted their identity, it's going to be really hard to continue working on the level of behavior. And that's when people give up. So is so, that when you now have to shift your beliefs to form a new identity? Is that what you're saying? The beliefs that you have really inform your identity. It's sort of like, think of the beliefs as the structure Mm 
as like maybe like the tower okay. <laughs> and you're the one standing at the top of the tower. Like okay. it's a structure that holds you up. So your beliefs create this structure. And when you have beliefs that line up with your identity and who you want to be, then you're, you're in alignment, right? And you so can give just- me an example. So give me an example of the tower of, so a female entrepreneur, what would those, what beliefs would she need on that tower? Well, it's probably going to be specific to her, but um, beliefs that she's worthy, that she has something important to say, that people will want to buy her course, that she has enough knowledge to go out there and make it happen. Like she, the beliefs that she needs to have um, need to just inform that identity of successful entrepreneur. Okay. And so what if someone starting on the entrepreneurial journey and one of those beliefs isn't there. Like I, I can't do this or mm-hmm. who, what am I thinking? That's a limiting belief, right? Like what am I thinking yes. to do this? Yeah. And so, you know, our beliefs are really, they're a big part of who we are. These belief, the beliefs that we have about who we are, what we're capable of. Um, most of them were formed when we were really young. So before the age of seven, we're just a a walking sponge. We're just taking in everything around us. We don't have a critical factor discerning true from false or right from wrong. It's it's why we can believe in the tooth fairy and Santa and and you know why not? Mm-hmm. I don't know why we can't keep believing. Those, those are things, great days. I know. Why can't I know, we? <laughs> right? Right? Because we have societal structures that tell us to stop believing in made up things. Um, though ask any child, those things are very real. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've taken everything before the age of around seven, before that critical factor develops. And, and it all comes in as equally true. And we're in a, a time in our life when we're young, when we're just, we're trying to make sense of how it is. We're trying to figure out this world that we're emerging into. Because we come into the world as babies where we're one with our mother, we're one with all, we're one with source. And then we begin to notice that we're separate, that we're an individual. And now we've got to try to make sense of this, all this information that's coming in and, and what's, what's going to help us cope, what's going to help us get by, what's going to help us get our needs met. Mm-hmm. So we start to take in the information and sort of, so say, for example, you get a lot of feedback from your parents when you do something well. Like, oh, that, you know, you tie your shoes. Good job. You tied your shoes. You know, you go, oh, huh. When I do something well, I get praise. I get love and affection. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an unconscious thing. There's no three-year-old out there actually saying that. But on an unconscious level, the, the subconscious mind is making a link. It's making okay. a connection. It's saying you get, you do something well, you get attention and love. So now the more that happens, the more that gets reinforced, you start making this connection in your mind and you build this belief that when I perform well, I get love and attention. Mm. And eventually that becomes a belief of, I need to perform to get love. And it's an unconscious belief, but now you've built this part of your structure, your belief structure is that what you do, your success, how you perform 
is what people want. It, that's how you get love and affection. And maybe it's not just for just being who you are. And I use this as an example because this is how I have operated in the world. I somehow form this belief that when I was getting the attention, when I was being achieving, when I was being successful, that that equated to love and attention. And, you know, we live in a society, especially in America, where that's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. really praise success. Yeah. <laughs> and I created this belief that it was my doing, it was my success, my achievements, the gold stars, the straight A's that was giving me love and affection. And that worked all through my adolescence. I did really well in school. Then became an overdoer and an overachiever mm-hmm. and burnt out because I couldn't not do. I didn't understand that just being who I was was enough. And it was this subconscious belief that was kind of running the show and it was working against me in the long run. So then, okay, so you became aware that you had this subconscious belief, but if a belief is subconscious, and we don't really know about it. How do we discover it? Yeah. And it's really, it's the awareness. It's taking time to ask yourself the questions. It's taking time to sit with yourself and do some self-discovery because these things are running in the background, but it doesn't mean that you've never heard it. Probably haven't been paying attention. <laughs> and are there maybe habits that might be presenting themselves over and over again that make you stop and say, hey, wait a second, this keeps happening to me? Yeah. Can you give an example of something like that? Yeah. Like for, you know, in my example, it was all the times that I would burn out. You know, it was the times when I would like, I just, I would just absolutely burn out on the work that I was doing and I would get sick. Like I would have an injury or I'd get really, and I'd have to be like out for the count for like a week or, you know, two weeks or something. And that would, it would sort of force me to take a look at what I was doing and, you know, in the day-to-day, I would just keep going and going and going. But once I kind of was forced to take a look, then I could have a little more objectivity. Meditation and journaling, I think, are such a great way of connecting with yourself Mm -hmm. and asking yourself these questions. Like, if you keep seeing patterns in your life, like maybe you have a little success, but then you slide back to where you are. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have... um, Maybe you have a couple of great dates and then the relationship doesn't go well. Maybe you have, you know, you make some progress in losing weight, but then you kind of slip back. If you see a pattern like that, chances are there's some sort of underlying belief structure that's operating, that's keeping you from really going for what you want. Mm -hmm. And it takes awareness And it takes time to just examine it and ask yourself the questions. Unfortunately, most people don't want to do that because because what's the difference? It's uncomfortable. But what's the difference between seeing like, okay, I'm working too hard, I'm burning out, or I keep working too hard, there's a limiting belief at play here. That's a good question. Like what what would trigger you to say, I gotta do some work here? Um, really what triggered me was that I I couldn't I couldn't figure out why if I was working so hard, I wasn't seeing the success that I wanted. Why is it that I'm working so, quote, hard that I'm burning out, but I still don't have the success that I want? What is actually going on under the surface? Okay. What is it that I'm really believing 
that's keeping me from attaining this, this success I keep dreaming about. And it was just that constant. And I spent, I spent years trying to, it takes time. I know. (laughs) Um, the nice thing about me spending years trying to figure it out is that I figured out some shortcuts and I figured out some really easy ways that people can create the awareness and create the shifts very quickly. It just took me a long and winding road to get there because I just, I, that you was took just the my journey. scenic route. <laughs> took the scenic route. That was just my journey. You know, there was this whole, there was, I would explore one avenue of self-discovery and it would lead me to the next one and the next one and the next one. I just kept following the rabbit holes until I, until I saw the patterns and I saw what made sense and I saw what created the, the fastest, easiest transformation for me and for my clients. And now that's what I share with, with others is that it doesn't have to take years. And part of the reason it took me so long is I kept focusing on trying to fix things about me that weren't broken. Mm. And that's one thing I talk about a lot about with my clients. It's not about fixing you. It's about acknowledging and releasing these belief structures and then creating new ones that align with the goals that you want to achieve. It's a much more future forward focused approach. So is there, are there like you, since you've worked with so many women and entrepreneurs, um, are there like top five that everyone seems to be? There's top, there's six actually. There's six um, main limiting beliefs that, and this goes across the board, entrepreneurs, not entrepreneurs. I mean, this is human nature. There's, there's six main ones and there I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not capable. I'm insignificant. I don't belong. And there's one more. It will come to me. It'll come. These six that these six are the beliefs that we form when we're really, really young, when we're just trying to make sense of moving into this adult world. Um, the beliefs that we come up with are partly just to cope. It's a strategy in the moment and it works for us in our, in our childlike brains. Mm -hmm. These thoughts make sense and the thought and the belief works for us in the moment for us to get what we want. Um, But because we don't challenge it, it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle and so, and you know, when you are focused on something, you continually see the evidence of it. Right. And that's because why what you focus on expands. Yeah. And we, I think we spoke about this before about the reticular activating system yes. where when I was pregnant, all I saw was pregnant women. When you wanted a car, all you, a certain car, all you saw in your reality or in your environment was that same car. And it's not that it wasn't there before. It's that you didn't put your focus on it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because the, the subconscious mind, it's taking in millions of bits of information every second. It has to delete, distort, and generalize most of that information so that it can make sense of everything that's coming in. And because it's a linking machine, it will link what you are already focused on with what it sees in the world. It just is looking for more evidence of the same. It doesn't have, 
It doesn't care if that's in your best interest or not. It doesn't have an opinion about that. It's just a soldier. It's just doing its job, which is if you see, you know, if, if you have pregnancy on the brain, right? If that's in your, if that's something you're thinking about, you're going to see all the pregnant women, mm-hmm. right? Because the subconscious mind is like, oh, that's what she's thinking about. She must want to see more of that, right? Well, oh, see- the sixth one is I'm not perfect. There we go. Mm. Sorry. I knew it would come to me. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to take like an example that maybe people could put into perspective, like a real life example. So let's just say you're networking, you're at a conference, right? You go to meet new people, you go to build your business, you go for whatever reason, but your limiting belief inside your mind is I don't belong. Right. So am I to understand that if you walked into this room with all these people that you were supposed to meet and somehow connect with, if you have that limiting belief in your mind, your subconscious will keep you from, say, making a conversation and then, in essence, prove to yourself that you don't belong there? Absolutely. So then how would someone that felt like that, how would they pass through that? To So in those top, those top six mm-hmm. limiting beliefs, the thing that I tell my clients is that they're just not true. They are just not true. You were born good enough, capable, significant, perfectly you. There's nothing about you innately that isn't already all of those things. Just look at any baby. When you look at a baby, I know, and I think this is why people love babies so much, because when we look at a baby, we go, oh yeah, that was me once in my perfection where I, I didn't have to do anything. I could just be, right? Mm-hmm. And babies are, they're already whole. They're good enough. They're capable. They're significant. They're perfect. They're worthy, right? So when you can just acknowledge, trust, and internalize that truth about yourself, Mm -hmm. then you go to the conference and you behave and you act from that truth. I do belong. But Christine, if it is so deeply ingrained in us, Mm because I read once, it was a psychologist or I can't remember who it was, but it said, give me a child from the age of zero to or from two to 10, and I will show you who that person, who that child will be as an adult based on how they're programmed at that time. So either positively or negatively. So if our environments are subconsciously forming our beliefs about ourselves, how do we say if to me, believing that that's not true somehow doesn't seem believable. Does that mean? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're like, it can't be that simple. Yeah. It can. It can. And we know now that, yes, and I don't know what psychologist said that, but I, I have heard that as well. That idea presupposes that we can't change. Mm, okay. And I what we like now that. know, I know, right? I didn't like that comment. I'm like, what? And we now know through brain-based science that we can absolutely change 
we, our brains are, are like plastic. They're malleable. There's, we are constantly creating new neurological connections and we can with the right focus and intention break the old thinking and create new thoughts that serve us. Now it helps to have someone guiding you through Mm -hmm. that process, like a coach, Mm -hmm. someone who can help keep you in a belief structure that's serving you, that can help you stay focused on the truth of who you are and the outcomes that you're creating. And when you are in alignment with that and you're staying in alignment with the outcomes you're creating, how you're feeling as you are experiencing those outcomes, then you absolutely can release those old beliefs and adopt the new ones. It doesn't have to take a long time. It doesn't have to take years of therapy. You don't have to go back and figure out what day it was that you first decided that or you know, who in your family said something that made you believe that. You don't have to do any of that like excavating of your past to try to figure all that out. Just agree in this moment that at some point you thought that was the right thing to think and now you don't want to think that way anymore because you now know that it's not true. You do belong. You do belong. And when you are oriented to the outcomes that you're creating and how you want to feel as you create those outcomes and you stay in that creative structure, then you're easily moving to your goals. You're easily, and you're enjoying the process. You're loving who you are now as you're creating the future that you want. Um, And there's some, you know, there's some mindset techniques that we use that helps that process move a lot more quickly because your your conscious mind. Can you share one? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) Like a, like an, like a beginner. A beginner. Um, Well, I do a technique with my clients where we connect, um, we connect up in the collective consciousness. So we connect at like at a higher level and just give commands to the subconscious mind to release um, negative emotions, to release past decisions, to release the things that are no longer serving us and to, and to rebuild new beliefs and structures, positive emotions and thoughts that really serve us. Because like I said, the subconscious mind is just it's the soldier. It just right. does what it's told and to it's do. And it's churning back there in the background all the time. All the time. It's like 99% of your brain or your you mind. You need like a lieutenant to tell the soldier to like stop doing Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we go in there and we connect and we tell it, we tell it what to do. So how, do um, you do that like through hypnosis or how? Would you- no, it's not, a, it's not a hypnosis technique. Um, it's very relaxing and it feels a little bit like that, but basically I just connect with my client um, or many clients. I can do this in a group setting and just, you know, everyone has their eyes closed. We do a little bit of deep breathing. Like a guided meditation almost. It's kind of like that. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what it feels like to the client. Um, And, and I see the shifts. It's just amazing. It's, it's incredible to see the resistance being released. Um, we don't have to, like I said, we don't have to go back into the past and figure out all the details of all the reasons why we believe what we believe. We just agree that right now, what we're believing is not serving us. So and, you said resistance. So is resistance mm-hmm. also a type of limiting belief or is it an action that's telling you something is back there? 
So resistance comes in the form of, so I, I always talk about resistance as the things that are start standing in the way of between where you are and where you want to be. Like right. for instance, you want to lose 20 pounds or something like that. Right. So say your goal is, um, and really the goal isn't lose 20 pounds. The goal is perfect health and vitality, right? Or health and vitality, healthy, energetic body, right? I always love goals that are a little more broad and open us up to more possibilities. Cause what if you were going to lose 25 pounds? Oh, like why limit that yourself? Would be a you know, it's <laughs> like, true. so I like to set goals that don't, that don't even, that don't even limit us to like okay. income or, or anything like that. So if the true goal is, is being in, um, you know, our best health and vitality and where we are is tired, not, you know, lethargic, not feeling well, digestive system isn't working. Um, but we really, we see this end result as something that we really desire. And we can feel, even for a moment, if you can feel what it would feel like to be in that end result, come back to where you are. And, and you'll see very clearly that there's some resistance to getting there. And that resistance could be limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. It could be identity. It could be... Um, it could be negative emotions, but does it does it um, come to us as you know maybe procrastination, like not going to the gym, or the resistance is I know I have to go work out, but I'm going to lay down and watch Netflix instead. Is that yes? Okay, yeah, yeah. So we can release that resistance, and then very clearly understand what the aligned action is. Because you, we, in order to have what we want in life, we have to take action, right? The law of attraction is really great in helping us to decide what it is that we want, but we have to take some action right. to, to bring that to us. So yeah. once we can, Wishing for something is not going <laughs> right? to bring it. <laughs> you can't, I had a friend who used to say, you can't just sit on your couch with a prosperity rock in your pocket and expect to get rich. Exactly. Like you still have to go out there and, and add value to the world, create right. expansion, serve others. Um, but yes, the resistance is whatever is between where you are and where you want to go. And you can easily release that resistance um, and then just start you clear out the path, so to speak, and then just take that aligned action, staying focused on that end result. And then the more you take the aligned action, the more you the more confidence you build, obviously, right? And then mm-hmm. you keep going and yes, and then get to your end your outcome quicker. Exactly. Okay. Yes, because you're building the momentum, you're releasing more resistance, you are creating that confidence. And confidence is something that anyone can create. Confidence is not something that some people are born with and some people aren't. Again, look at any baby. Have you ever met an unconfident baby? No, but I think that as we get older, <laughs> the confidence confidence comes from doing. I've noticed that. Like the more you are hundred percent right. Confidence comes do, from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It comes from being in alignment with yourself. And it's not just the doing. It's not like, oh, you have to take tons of massive action in order to be a confident person. You just have to do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's and that's about kind being... of like not breaking a promise to yourself, correct? Yes, exactly. Because I remember I was asked to speak at an event and I was petrified. I was petrified. I was in the car right before, like an hour before, and I thought to myself, I'm not going in there. 
I can't do this. I'm not going in there. And I'm going to call them. I'm going to back out. But then I realized that what was my purpose? My purpose was the message. It wasn't about me. It was about how I can help them. And then once I shifted that and didn't make it about me or how I felt about myself or self-conscious or whatever I was feeling, who knows, but once I shifted that and it was instantaneous, once I said, it's not about you, it's about helping them get out of the car. But then by walking towards it and taking the action and fulfilling that action, it just, now it's like, it was almost like addictive. I'm like, let me, let's do this again. Let's do this 20 times over. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Confidence is something that you can build really easily, even just with your daily habits. But what would have happened if I, if I said to myself, no, I'm going to quit here. If I would have missed that opportunity to serve them, but even worse, you would have broken that promise to yourself. And wouldn't that just cement in that belief or whatever it was that I was experiencing at that moment? Absolutely. And it would perpetuate again over time, correct? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Because we're, again, we are, it's self-fulfilling, right? What we, what we're focused on, we see more evidence of. And when you decided to change your focus to who you were serving rather than how you were feeling and you just did the thing, it broke that idea that you can't speak in front of people or, or whatever, whatever that fear was that was behind you wanting to not do it. And then you did it and it's like, okay, well, I proved that wrong. What's next? Let's go do it again. Um, my sister and I talk a lot about habits and, and how having habits is such a great way of building that integrity with yourself to build confidence in yourself. And it can be the little things. Like if you say you're going to get up at 5.30 every day so you have time to do your morning meditation and reading and journaling, then do it. And every day that you don't get up at 5.30, you're breaking that promise to yourself. And you are you have a choice of either building confidence in yourself or not. And the more that you're in integrity with yourself and you're doing the things that you say you're going to do, the more confidence you're building. So start with the little things, you know, start with your, like, I'm drinking 64 ounces of water today. And every day you drink that, you're like, okay, I'm proving to myself that I can trust myself. But I think I'm, nowadays, do you find that everyone just wants instant results yeah. and instant, like, you know, and we beat ourselves up over it. I think we should give ourselves ourselves a little bit more grace too, that this is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. The instantaneousness of our lives doesn't always apply to the inner work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey. I can't even tell you. And it, but it keeps you, it's, it, it's really interesting because as you learn more about yourself, then you realize there's never really an end, right? Because you're constantly growing, you're constantly evolving, yeah. you're constantly moving to the best version of you. And there really is no finish line. Right. What's the end game? What are you trying to get to? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a constant, it's constant. I mean, I hope that I am discovering and and learning and you know, surprising myself until the day I die. It's not like I'm I'm doing this work so that you know, I can finally be done with it. 
You know, it's like, (laughs) it's a constant journey. The great thing about it is that it keeps getting better and better and better. And the more I am focused on creating what I want in my life, the more I see it manifesting faster and faster. And it's, you know, the flywheel's turning and that momentum is going and, and it's just a lot of fun. And you have so many exciting things happening right now. Um, I just wanted to thank you for coming on and thank for you. sharing all of your wisdom with everyone today. I just love, I could speak to you for hours and hours on end, but then I'd be broke. I had you in my pocket for like every day, but I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, I might edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. It's all good. Leave it in. <laughs> what I was going to say is I am so thankful and grateful to have you here. Why don't you let everyone know where they can find more of this goodness that you bring? Thank you. I was going to say you can keep me in your pocket. Well, yeah. You but, can yeah. listen to my podcast. So I have a podcast, The Alignment Tribe. And go back into the archives and you can hear my interview with Kathy, which was so much fun. Um, I also have a free Facebook community called the Alignment Tribe. Just when you go on Facebook, just type that in. You'll be able to come into that group. And every week I do free coaching and training on Mondays inside that group. So that's another place where you can just connect with oh, me. That's and, interesting. Yeah. It yeah. Like a group, it's a group setting, but I know some people get caught up about the group setting and they're like, I don't want to go in there with everyone else. But some of those group sessions you can take away from from and apply them to your own life. It doesn't necessarily have to be one-on-one, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the subconscious mind takes everything personally. It mm. doesn't know that you're separate <laughs> from anyone else. Okay. So it, it, because that's not the part of your mind that sees you as an individual, that's your self-conscious, your ego, your subconscious doesn't, doesn't know that you're separate from everyone else. So it takes everything personally, meaning if you're in on a group coaching session and you're hearing the coach and someone else have an interaction, your subconscious mind is trying to figure out how this will work for you as well. Mm, okay. It's sort of, you know, when you're, when you go to an event or a conference, right. And you're constantly applying what the teacher is teaching to you and your experience, your business, your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So the group coaching is, is the same. You don't have to even interact. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to ask the questions or you're still going to get the benefit of the coaching, which is really cool. Um, So we do that every Monday afternoon. I'm in there doing free coaching. And then um, I also have two courses, Align and Design Your Life and Align and Design Your Business, that help you to step into your most powerful self and attract what you want in life. And of course, Align and Design Your Business has a business component for women entrepreneurs who want to create a high value offer. And all the information, um, I'll send you some links you can download. Yes, and I'll link those up so that okay. everyone can have you as their secret weapon. Okay, cool. business. <laughs> yeah, and then just come find me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Christine Colzing on both. And I love connecting with people and, and helping them see how amazing they are. So come and find me. Well, thanks so much, Christine. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Bye. Well, beauty, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for taking the time and listening to today's episode. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone who would, share on your Instagram by simply taking a screenshot and adding to your Instagram stories. 
be sure to tag me so I can send some love back your way. For all the resources and links mentioned in this episode, please check out the podcast page on my website, www.kathyspence.com. And lastly, if you found this information valuable, please subscribe to Align & Hustle so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. See you soon.